I'm really excited to share with us this morning, and what a, what a vibe. Hey, we've got the Christmas trees out. It, it is starting to feel a little bit like Christmas, and I think we're in the sweet spot here, right? There's that big debate about when can you put your tree up, you know, is it November, is it December? Where here we are, right in the sweet spot, where I think we're all pretty much okay with celebrating Christmas now. So after the tree lighting, that's our official let's celebrate Christmas, so that's what we're going to do. Hey, I want to encourage us just with a, with a couple of thoughts this morning, something that I think is uh, pretty simple, but I guess in a sense it's foundational in that if we can do these couple of things, it's actually going to overflow and affect the way that we live our whole lives. Recently, since, since being back in Australia, I've, I've gotten a little bit of an obsession uh, with mountain bike riding. Now, if you speak to my wife or many of the people around me, you'll know don't ask about it because we'll be talking for a long time. Uh, if you're ever in a conversation with me and you don't know what to talk about, just ask about that and we'll be, we'll be going for a good hour or two. Um, and recently I actually started riding with a, a group of guys that, that are much, much better than me, uh, if I'm honest. They're, they're, you know, they're kind of here and I'm kind of here. But you know the old saying, fake it till you make it, I just keep kind of pretending that, that I know what I'm doing and they keep inviting me to ride with them. So it's really good, you know, I'm learning skills because they're further along. And, but the other day, we went to, uh, to, to, well, we went to ride. I didn't know where we were going, and we, we got to the top of this track, and the, the story was this is a brand new track. We're christening the track. And they said, it's the most difficult one we've ever built. And I thought, oh, no, this, <laughs> that's not what I want to hear coming from the mouths of these guys. And they said to me, they said, but it's okay if, if, if you don't want to, you don't, you don't have to. You don't have to do that. Now, any, any of the other maybe young men, especially here, would know when someone says that, it means you have to do it, okay? There is no backing down at that point. It's like a red, red, uh, red cape at a bull. I was ready to go. I was like, no, I'm fine. I'm not afraid of this. I'll just, I'll just go last. Um, and, you know, it was, it was actually going, it was going pretty well. It was, you know, it was, it was definitely the most difficult track I'd ever written. And I spent probably more time with my feet off the pedals than on the pedals. But at least I was on the bike, okay? I was, I was going down and it was steep and it was sharp and there was cliffs and it was slippery. And, uh, and, but I was doing okay. And then all of a sudden, I came around this corner, which was a feat in itself, only to see what I thought was where the trail ended, because it seemed to just be a cliff. Uh, but it turns out that's actually where the track was. Now, at this point, I had too much speed that I was at the point of no return. I could not stop the bike. So I realized I'm just going to have to ride this out. I can't see where it goes, but I'm just going to hope for the best, hope that it leads to a nice, happy place. Um, Judging from the experience up to then, probably not. But I was like, I'm gonna, I've, I've got this, and, and I committed. And the, the number one kind of rule in, in mountain biking is if what you look at is what you'll hit. So it's why you don't look at trees while you're riding a mountain bike, because if you look at it, you'll hit it. It's like driving a car. If you turn a corner and you look at the gutter, you're probably going to hit the gutter. Don't try it. I have. It, it works. Um, so I'm, I'm looking down the end of this, this steep section of track past all the rocks, and, and I'm feeling okay, I'm feeling pretty confident. And then all of a sudden, I had my handlebars out here, and I decided to punch a tree with my handlebar. Now, in, in the space of about a second, 
I went from this, which is, if you're not familiar with bikes, that's, that's how you should have your handlebars most of the time, to this. Now, if you're not familiar with bikes, that's not how you should have your handlebars ever, really. Um, and, and I don't know if you're familiar with the, the acronym OTB. It's over the bars, over the handlebars. I don't know if anyone here has ever experienced over the handlebars on a mountain bike. It's where, where gravity basically says, mate, you're out, you're gone, you're over the handlebars. And all of a sudden, my bike stopped, I was gone, slow motion flying through the air, and now this difficult section of track, which was scary on a bike, I was now facing with my face. And I'm here this morning, I lived through it, but terrifying experience. And, and it, it, I thought it just highlighted to me how sometimes, you know, I was so focused on where I was going that I actually missed what was right here, namely the tree that I, that I took out with my hand. And, and I thought it's kind of indicative of life. Sometimes we can get so focused on what's next that we can actually miss what's now. We can get so focused on what's coming down the line. We can get so focused on where we're headed that we can actually miss the moment that we're in now. We can forget to live in the moment because maybe we've got a vision issue of too much vision. We're too focused on when we're heading. I think this starts in, uh, probably in primary school for most of us, you know, the, the age old, I'm nine, but I'm 10 in December. You know, how old are you? Oh, I'm 12, but I'm 13 next, at the end of the year, you know, pointing to your next birthday, and oh, next year I'll have my learners, and next year I'll have my peas, and then in the year after that, I'll have my green peas, so I can have friends in my car after 11 p.m. I think that's all that changes. Uh, and then I'll have my open license, you know, and we can start to kind of almost wish our life away in a sense. Or maybe it's like in relationships, where I can't wait till I have a girlfriend, I can't wait till we get engaged. I can't wait till we get married. I can't wait till we have kids. I can't wait till our kids learn how to sleep. I can't wait till our kids are in school and we get a bit of reprieve during the day. I can't wait till my kids move out and we can be empty nests again. I can't wait till we have grandkids. I can't wait till we have these kids back in. And if we're not careful, we can end up so focused on what's next that we actually miss what's happening right now. You know, maybe it could even be kind of career focus where it's you're looking to the next promotion, looking to, um, you know, w w the next kind of big thing. Maybe you're just looking forward to not sweeping floors anymore and being a second year apprentice. And then you move on to maybe I can be a third year apprentice and finally I earn minimum wage. And then maybe it's looking forward to, I can't wait till I'm a tradesman. I can't wait until I own my own business. I can't wait until I can just sit at home and, and everyone else can, can work for me. I think there's this kind of tension in life where vision is so important. It's so important to have vision, but it's the tension between having vision and not missing what's actually happening right now. Has anyone else recognized that tension in their life? It's a, it's a balance between, oh, it's so important. The Bible says without vision, people perish. Like, if you don't know where you're headed, it's not a good thing. But if we get too focused on what's out there, we can actually miss what's happening right here. I think the classic one for us recently is a maybe as a, just as, as a people, has been when COVID is over. How many times have you heard people say that after COVID? The issue is that we've now been in this for almost two years, if you need a reminder. And if you're waiting for COVID to be over, I really think you probably missed a lot of what's happening right now. Unfortunately, life doesn't give reimbursements for the years that you didn't spend. You can't cash this in at the end of your life and say, oh, sorry, I've just got another two years because of COVID. I'm one of the, uh, the COVID generation. It's not how it works. It's so important 
to not only have a vision, but to also live now. So what I want to speak about this morning, I've called my message, Run Your Race. Why don't you turn to the person beside you and say, Run Your Race. Oh, good. You all did it. That's awesome. That's amazing. I hope you did it online. I hope, even if there's no one beside you, I hope you said it to someone. Um, I love this scripture, classic scripture in Hebrews 12, 1 to 2, and it says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up, and let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith because of the joy awaiting him. He endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. It's saying, hey, hey, life is like an endurance race. It's not a sprint. It's not a quick, let's get to the finish. Let's not, whoever gets there first wins. It's an endurance race. And, and what I love is that we all have different races. Like the race that is set before me is different to the race that's set before you. And isn't that a beautiful thing? How boring would life be if we all had the same race, we all had the same calling, we all had the same purpose. Instead, we all have different races. We all have different and unique callings. It's a beautiful thing. But we've got to remember to run our race. Run our race. I wonder what God has called you to in this season. I wonder what the season you're in is. I think even more so than season, my mum always says assignment. What assignment do you currently have? Assignment is the purpose for your season. I wonder what purpose God has put in your season that you're in currently. It might be to work hard and be a reflection of Jesus in your workplace. It might be to raise children. It might be to focus on your relationship. It could be a whole bunch of different things. The key is that there is purpose in every single season. And I think we've got to remember not to lose that perspective. So I want to talk about this morning. How do we balance the tension between living with vision but not missing right now? Are you ready? Great. That's good. I'm glad, <laughs> glad a few of us are. <laughs> so how do we balance attention? First thought, we've got to find joy in the season that we are in. If we want to, if we want to balance the tension between living with vision and enjoying the moment, we've got to learn to find joy in the season that we're in. That word that it talks about, endurance, the, great, the Greek for it is actually the word hupomone. Turn the person beside you and say hupomone. You're all Greek experts now. And interestingly, the meaning of that, what it's derived from, it actually it doesn't just mean endurance, it's cheerful or hopeful endurance, that word. So cheerfully and hopefully run this race with endurance. In 1 Thessalonians, it encourages us, rejoice always, pray continually, continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. You know what? There is joy in every season. And I think it's so important. I think the picture of endurance, some of, so when, I, when I think endurance, I think gritting your teeth, working harder, pushing through, getting through it. But I, I think what God's picture of, of strength is, it's, hey, joy. Joy of the Lord is your strength. Enjoy the season that you're in. Find the joy in the season that you're in. I, I think that comparison is the fastest way to kill your joy. Comparison is looking what you have, looking at what you have, looking at what someone else has and thinking, I want that. And it is the fastest way to kill joy in your life. I remember one time um, 
after we had our daughter in Taiwan, I think she, maybe she was like six months old, and I remember we were watching a movie, and you know, you know when you've got, if you've, got, you've had little kids, you would, you would know this, you, you invested in the movie, and, and then you hear just this toddler, this little cry coming from the background, and we, you know, if you're like us, we kind of just wait to see, will it pass? Uh, you know, you're sitting there and you're praying, like, talk about praying, always it's like, God, please let them go back to sleep, and this, at this occasion, they didn't, and I remember being in the room with my daughter and, and sitting there, you know, doing the, the parent rock, walking across the, across the room, you know, just adding a little bit of G-force to try and encourage those eyes to go back to sleep, and, and I, I remember just, like, kind of, I guess, looking at my situation and looking at the alternative of being out in a movie and being like, oh, gee, I just want to be back out watching the movie, and, and I remember feeling really convicted that... It was almost like, you know, God really just put this impression on my heart that one day I'm going to look back on that day and wish I could have it again. I would give anything just to hold my daughter in my arms again. And, and, and I just realized, like, hang on, this is what it's all about. Yeah. Like, I'm, so, I'm, I'm rushing to try to get to something else, but instead what I should do is enjoy the season that's right in front of me. And easy with toddlers, easy with little kids, right, with, with infants when they don't move and they don't cause a racket and, and they, they, you know, kind of just stay where you put them and stuff. But, but it's like, man, this, I remember just feeling like this is the most important thing in my life. And I almost wasted it just to rush out and see a movie. And I try to keep that perspective and it's difficult sometimes when it's the middle of the night. And you, I know, I know, I can relate. But it's so important that we don't get so focused on what's next that we miss what's now. So it's so important that we don't get so comparative to what other people have, what other people are doing, that we actually miss the beauty and the joy that can be found in the season right where we are. You know, for you, maybe it started with a vision to start a business. And now what it seems to be is compliancy issues and public liability and spreadsheets. And it's like, this is, not, this is not where I thought I would be. But hey, we've got to remember the joy is on the journey. The joy is in the journey. If you're waiting for some kind of destination to find joy, I'm sorry, it's probably not going to fulfill it. That's why we've got to be so intentional about choosing joy in the season that we're in. Even if it's difficult, even if it's tough, we've got to choose joy in the season that we are in. Maybe the vision was a promotion and a pay rise, and now what you find is pressure and responsibility. Come on, the joy is in the journey. The joy is in the journey. Turn to the person beside you and say, the joy is in the journey. You know, I, I think if we, do keep, if we do keep living with that picture of it, it, this will bring me joy or, or that will bring me joy. No, it won't. Jesus will bring you joy. Joy in every circumstance. Joy in the good times. Joy in the tough times. There is joy in every season with Jesus. Like I mentioned before, the Bible says uh, in, in Nehemiah, it says, the joy of the Lord is my strength. And I think sometimes we can downplay the power of, uh, of joy. You know, I, I know back in the day, I don't think people say this anymore, but we've got the happy clappers, right? I don't know about you. I'd rather be a happy clapper than just a sad moper sitting back in church. I'd rather be clapping and, and full of joy. If the joy of the Lord is my strength, man, give me more strength. I don't know if you've ever prayed, God, give me strength. You know what that looks like? It looks like joy. If you want strength, it's joy. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Has anyone got any joy? in here this morning. Hey, there we go. It's good. And I love that. I love in every season. I love that we're a part of a church where people walk in every week and find joy. People come in maybe hopeless and, and searching and leave just totally changed by the joy of God. 
So have vision, but find joy where you are. Don't live with a sense of, I need that to complete me. I need, just when I reach that, then I'll be happy. We've got to find joy on the journey. Now, on the other side of that tension, right? So we've got to remember now, like my mountain bike story, got to, got to remember the trees that are, that are immediately here. But at the same sense, there's truth, and we've got to keep vision. We've got to think about where we're headed next. We've got to actually be focused on moving forward. So my second thought is we've actually got to stay in the race. We've got to remember, enjoy now, but it is a race, and you've got to be in the race to win a prize. If we just get sometimes so comfortable with how we are now, we can actually miss out on the fullness of what God wants to do in our life. We can miss out on that John 10, 10, life to the full that he talks about in scripture. It says in Jeremiah 29, 11, it says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. And I think this is such a comforting verse, but we can interpret it wrong if we think God's got a plan, I'm just going to chill out and let it happen. If you just wait, that will only ever be a plan. If you want God's plan to become your life, it's time to actually start moving forward, right? Do you agree with that? It's time to start moving forward. Yes, enjoy now, but also don't get so stuck up with with what's happening now and keep moving forward into all that God is calling you too. I I think sometimes we can get stuck waiting. Maybe it's, I'll just wait until this season is over, or I'll just wait, I'll wait till, I'll wait till I'm healed, or maybe for single people, I'll wait till the knight in shining armor just comes bursting through my front door with a flower in his hand and leads his white steed outside, you know. If we can get so caught up just waiting that we can actually miss what God has, wants to do. We have to be in the race to win the prize. I remember an image that's kind of helped me with this is imagining life kind of a bit like a hallway, you know, with a bunch of different doors that, that we can go through. And um, I, I don't know about you, I don't know if you've ever had to make a decision, but sometimes it can feel like there's two doors, right? It's like, oh, do I take this door or do I take that door? What's the right door for me? And some of us, we can be really faithfully praying. And, and sometimes we can sometimes, I think in a, in a, from the right heart, pray, God, I pray that you would open the door. Pray, God, that you would, you would open the door for me and you, and you would show me the right way to go. I, I actually think that faith maybe is, you know, praying, God, would you lead me? But then maybe actually getting out and trying some doors, like, you know, and trusting that God's plan for us is good enough and big enough that he's not actually going to open a door that hurts us. Trusting and being humble enough that if God starts closing the door, we realize, okay, I don't want to do it my way, God. I want to do it your way. I want, to, I want to follow what you've got for me. I want to be a part of your plan. And we've got to keep moving forward through these doors. I think some people maybe, we wait in the hallway. We, we wait for the door to be open. Um, maybe even we wait because we, we recognize that, that going through that door, maybe that's actually going to cost us something. Maybe that, that next step is, is going to be a little bit difficult. I think there's this, of, of the story in the Bible of the rich young ruler, uh, and he comes to Jesus, and he says, all these things that I've, uh, you know, I've done this, I've kept your commands, I've, I've done all that you required of me, and, and Jesus presents him with the next door. Go and sell all of your possessions to the poor and come and follow me. And, and he wasn't prepared to go through that door. And, and, I, and I wonder... I wonder who he would have become if he was willing to just keep going on that journey. I think he could have been, he could have been a champion, a world changer. Imagine with his wealth, just even practically in the day, the lives that he could have transformed if he was willing to take the step to keep moving forward, to go through 
the next door. So I wonder what the next door is for you. I wonder what the next door is. Maybe it requires getting out of your comfort zone. Maybe it requires a step of faith. Maybe even you've been waiting at a door, realizing that going through that door, recognizing going through that door is going to require me forgiving that person. Going through that door is maybe going to require me getting some help. I want to encourage us. We've got to keep moving forward. If we want to experience all that God has for us, we've got to keep moving forward. I even felt just kind of last night as I was, I was thinking about this message, I was thinking, you know, maybe for some of us, there might even be a few people here today that that next door, maybe it looks like actually properly grieving someone that you've lost. I really had a, really, really had a sense that maybe there's someone here this morning and you've been putting on a brave face, a brave face, maybe for your family or whatever, but, but maybe it's actually time to go through that door and to actually maybe just let yourself feel some emotion to, to go through that grieving process because God's got a good plan, yeah? God's calling us to a good future, to a good hope. He's got good things ahead of us. If we want to experience all of that, let's not just lock down where we are, but let's keep moving forwards. Keep moving forwards. Go through the doors that need to be open. Live with vision. Hope that there is more, that this season isn't final, that the best is yet to come. I'm going to keep moving forward. I'm going to run my race. So we've got the tension, right? We've got the tension between my vision and maybe my reality. The tension of I want to live with vision, but let's not miss the now life that we're living in. And just as I wrap up, I might even just get um, the keys back. I think it's really important to recognize that maybe you're here Today, maybe you're not even super happy with how your race has been so far. Maybe if you look at your story and your journey, maybe you're, just, maybe you're not where you hoped you would be. I think it's so important that we recognize that we can have a fresh start in Jesus. I mean, so many of us here would have found that where we've gone maybe astray, we've gone our own path, maybe we've uh, forced a couple of doors open with crowbars and, and, and found we're in a place that maybe we don't really want to be. The good news is that there's a fresh start in Jesus. That's what the Christmas season is about celebrating, about God who came as a man so that we could find a fresh start. We could find forgiveness and grace, a fresh start on our journey. It says in uh, 2 Corinthians 5.17, it says, this means anyone who belongs to Jesus, belongs to Christ, has become a new person. The old is gone and a new life has begun. And I just wanted to say that this morning because I think there maybe there's a few people here and, and that's what you, you need. You need a fresh start. And, and I just want to encourage you. You can find that in Jesus. It's not a lot of work. It's not about doing a bunch of ceremony to get right with Him. In just a moment, you can say, God, would you give me a fresh start? Maybe it's just, I want to hit this next season. I want to hit it with joy. I've just been, I've been so down for so long and I've been trying so hard in my own strength, but now I want to step into the joy, of the, the joy of the Lord, which is my strength. My strength is the joy of the Lord. I want to step back into that. Maybe it's just getting back on the journey. Maybe it's getting a vision for where you're headed and not just living so surrounded by now, but it's actually allowing yourself to hope that the future might actually get better, that the season you're in isn't final, that God has got more for you, that God wants to do good things through you, that what you're experiencing right now is not the pinnacle of your life, that life actually can get better with Jesus. There is a fresh start with Jesus. Life with Jesus might not be easy, but it's full of joy, it's full of vision, it's full of hope that the best is yet to come. Does anyone believe that this morning? Awesome. Hey, why don't we stand? I'd love to pray for us. 
Uh, just, I guess, in, encourage us to, hey, maybe you have been comparing to other people, and, and, and that's just a simple encouragement for you this morning to enjoy now. I, I, really, I really feel it on my heart for the young families, for the young parents here. Encourage you. Enjoy the season that you're in. It's such a beautiful season. And even if you're maybe further along that journey, maybe you're in the grandparent season or whatever it looks like, encourage you. Don't, don't be wishing about either what's next or don't be so focused on what was on the good old days. You know, it's often said, good old days weren't as good as we used to think they were. You know, the good old days are the days that we're living right now. Let's enjoy them. Every moment is so precious. Maybe this morning is just a reminder for you, you know, to get some vision to get into action, to start living out that plan that God has got for you, to to not just let it be a good plan that he has, but actually transform it into a good life that he wants you to live. I've got a couple of questions just as we wrap up, just just to apply it this morning. First question is just, is there anything distracting you from finding joy in your current season? Is there anything that maybe you're just comparing to that is just robbing you of joy? I want to encourage you, it's time to put that aside and find joy in the season that you're in. Second question, are you committed to continuing the journey? Have you, have you maybe, you know, maybe not even intentionally, but you've just maybe plateaued a little bit. Maybe you've just stalled a little bit and it's time to get back on track. It's time to get back into making life happen. Final question, is it time for a fresh start? Hey, there's a fresh start in Jesus. That's good news, isn't it? Hey, I'd love to pray for us this morning, if that's okay. I'd just love to pray that, that, that God would give all of us just the sensitivity to know the season, to find joy in the season, even if it's really difficult, and also that He would fill us with fresh vision. I think this is a great time to start visioneering 2022. Uh, sounds wrong to say that. I think I'm still stuck in like 2012. Like 2012 feels like last year. That was, that was 10 years ago. Um, but it's a good time to start visioneering this next season. So I'd love to pray. Jesus, we just thank you for each and every person here. And we just pray that, Jesus, as we look to you, that you would fill us with vision for our future. Jesus, that we wouldn't just live stuck in the season that we're in, but we would live on purpose. We would keep moving forward. But we also pray, Jesus, that you would help us to balance that tension with enjoying every precious moment that you give us, whatever it looks like, whatever that season is. We pray that we would recognize the importance of it in Jesus' name. Amen. And hey, maybe you're here this morning and, and you've not actually ever intentionally started a journey with Jesus. I'll tell you what, it's the best decision you'll ever make. It's a life full of hope and vision and purpose. It's as simple as inviting Jesus into your life and as making a decision of, of Jesus, I want to follow you. And um, you can do that in your own way, maybe even just in your own words, in your heart, saying something like, Jesus, I want to follow you. Would you lead me into all that you have for me? And if you're making that decision this morning, we'd love to support you in that and encourage you um, as you go along that journey. And Pastor Chris is going to come and tell you more about what you can do if that's you.